This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to the award-winning To Hallenbeck podcast. I'm your host Nathaniel Whittow and tonight we are joined by Joe and Will and we're proudly sponsored by Kingfisher and Old Astrological Bar. Sorry if I'm talking really loudly, as you know these intros don't go very well and the music has only just stopped playing in my head at really deafening volume. Um, but speaking of deafening volume, we had three uh, lots of that at the MKM as we scored three goals against Blackburn to sort of get us back on track and put us into the playoffs to end the year after two disappointing uh, defeats against um, high-flying Bristol and Sunderland as well. So it's been an interesting period. Um, firstly, Merry Christmas and almost Happy New Year. We'll talk about, um, just just give us give us three words to describe 2023 as a whole City fan. Hyphened, 21st, 21st, two... Six. Yeah, that that's solid. That's solid. Joe, can you do anything more concise than that? Uh, on the spot. That's three words. I'll take that, and I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, uh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to say anything you know, else? Um, I don't know. Um, we'll go for absolutely <laughs> remarkable progression. Yeah, who needs like one man? <gasps> oh, that okay. I'm gonna have to just remove well from the stream. Um, nice knowing you. Um, maybe next this time next year, I'll finally let you back on. Uh, no, so yeah, we've progressed very well under the senior tough period over Christmas, but we do find ourselves in sixth place, and we are pretty much exactly where most other teams have been after 25 games in sixth place. Um, four of the last six seasons, I think, or, or three of the last six teams have been on 39 points. That's where we are. Um, I think it was really important to get the win against Blackburn because the amount of games, I and mean, I was just talking to a Sheffield Wednesday fan, the amount of games we feel like we should have won and haven't. We've got a two-point buffer of a seventh. It should be more. But, um, Will, give us your thoughts on the festive period so far. Three wins out of seven. Um, not the best, but... I think, as I said, without Philogene, we've just had to sort of muddle through. So how have you thought of the last few games? Yeah, um, obviously, without Philogene, we let straight away your most talented and your best outlet for goals have gone, can I argue? Um, but we responded to not having him well with the, obviously, the wins against Borough and Cardiff. So it showed that we can't live without him. 
But uh, again, I mean, against Bristol, we were doing all right. We were winning. We were comfortable. We should have got a bigger lead, and then we threw it away. And against Sunderland, I think, yeah, you could probably say, I think Sunderland were the better team and probably deserved a victory. But we, the chances we had, we should have taken at least one of them because some of them were, especially Connolly's chance right on the start of the second half when it was still nil. nil you got to take those chances and you got to give players like Jack Clark all that space to come in and cut inside because for Sunderland, he's their man. I mean, he's the only person who scored for them in three months. So he's the one person you need to keep an eye on. Mm. And then, yeah. of course, Blackburn, um, uh, first half, great start, and then we threw it away again, like at Bristol. But when you thought Blackburn would have been the side that would take the initiative into the second half, they never really seemed to get going at the start, and they allowed City to um, get a hold of the ball. And and, and on the second half, City definitely deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, genuinely, just because I think it's kind of difficult to tell with the amount of possession we have, the chances, but how well we've played. After the last three games, we've lost to Bristol and Sunderland, but beat Blackburn. How many points do you think we actually deserved from that? Because I think some people sort of up in arms, should we have got a point there or not? So what do you think? Is three from nine just about right? We should have got more out of Bristol, I think. We should have beat mm-hmm. Bristol. The way we were, we should have beat them. Yeah. And then Sunderland, they played better than us. They had more shots and corners and all that sort of thing. But then we did have more good opportunities. The Clark goal wasn't a massive one. I mean, they had Patrick Roberts' strong goal, but that was the only real clear opportunity they had, whereas we had some pretty close ones. So I feel like we probably deserved... At least a point. Yeah, because we didn't have control of the game. But we did create chances, and that is what football's about. It's about trying to get the goal and the, you know, bowling the, the goal. So I'm, I'm split on whether we've deserved more or less, but I think we've probably been ever so slightly hard done by uh, in those three games. I feel like we could have got four points. And then Blackburn, I think, second half, we deserved it. So, yeah, Joe, three games, all against sort of teams just below us or around us in the table, is three points good enough because we are sixth but we should have more right i think the story of our season really has been yeah we're doing well but we should have more points and i think the fact we're saying we should have more points out of these games is encouraging and mm-hmm. bristol city we should have we should have got more out of that we absolutely threw that away and then there were there were two so so preventable goals in there, uh, and then there's the debate about whether the penalty was a penalty as well. And then Sunderland was played some all right stuff. Could we have got a point on a different day? Yes. Could we have won it on a different day? Maybe. But then the the Blackburn game started really really well. The lapsed goal, by the way. Uh, the, the ability, that I, first of all, I'd just like to say I'm surprised that we won it because I brought one of my college mates with me and his record when he's been to City games with me is absolutely abysmal. I think we've lost three oh, wins. At half-time, he must have been like, oh, not again. Well, I don't think he's seen us score a goal that wasn't like a consolation. So, like, 3-1, 2-1... 2-0, 0-0 against Leeds earlier this season. 
so we were fully going into it expecting to lose 1-0 because they were on a terrible run of form or for it to be 0-0 and we scored after what 10 minutes Ten um, I, I was in I was in total shock and then we got a second and I was like god you're you've broken the curse mate mm. uh, and then yeah that obviously didn't happen at the end of the first half but we pulled it back he saw us win so he's uh, he's broken that curse now we'll let him come again it's not mm. his fault not <laughs> we've deemed it's not his fault now mm. um, well, it's just good we didn't sort of succumb to that 2-0 dangerous scoreline thing I mean we did that, for a exactly bit but what I said as well I said 2-0 is such a dangerous scoreline we have to just get to half time mm. and we didn't but like you said Will the they didn't Blackburn. They didn't take the initiative early in that yeah. uh, in early in that second half. They let us get into our stride a bit, and they still showed some dangerous stuff. And they were they were always really lively. But when Alfie Jones got that goal, we defended really well and held on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think generally three points from nine, just about right. But. We've sort of covered the main period, but there are sort of lots of really specific things we can get into. As you've mentioned, two penalties in the Bristol game, one for them, one for us. Firstly, their penalty, I think, I think soft, but I, w- I think the first one, the Bristol one, might have been, but it was offside in the build-up. Mm. But then I've looked it back at it and the penalty we got, Greaves just throws himself to the ground for pretty much no contact at all. And the fact he's been given that's been given as a penalty. We know the, the referees. We know the referees in the EFL are awful. We always like to say it's for us, but it's for everyone. They're awful for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think it's particularly bad for us. Yeah, that's pushed the dial of sort of fortune slightly towards us a little bit. I think we've probably had quite a poor run, so I guess it was good to to I'm get one. Could argue there's another one in the Blackburn game. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of uh, referees. The amount of cards Matt Donoghue gave out last night was because I didn't even notice half of them. Like Dom Hyam, I didn't even know he got booking by the time, like oh. when he got sent off. And because I'd missed so many, because I'd oh. missed so many while I was editing my video last night, I've never concentrated so much in my life because I had to make sure I got all these cards in at the right point. I honestly, my eyes were square by the time I went to bed. It was horrible. <laughs> Half the time I was in the press box, we couldn't tell who we'd given the card to. Mm. So like there was at least tr- there was at least two occasions I thought he'd sent the man off before he had because it looked like he'd given it to some player twice, but it turns out he'd given it to someone next to him. Well, there was a point in the second half where I was about seventy odd minutes in, and I'm doing a piece to camera, and he books, as it turns out, Seri. But there's yeah, Seri. I was there, and he booked him at the start of the game. Yeah, but he booked two fans at the start of the game. And yeah. I thought he then booked... I thought, right, he's not got a second... Yeah, he's not got a, his red card out, so two fans safe. Which of Seri or Morton is it? And I, and while I was filming, I said, I'm looking down at my at the camera saying, if we, he's booked either Seri or Morton. Can't tell him. My mate just says he's looked at his phone. It's Seri. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, the amount of cards there were just... Unbelievable. I, th- I do think Hyam was unlucky to be sent off, to be fair. I think the second, that oh, second is, is a bit harsh. 
There is a slight shirt pull, and I guess in the rules of the, the game, a shirt pull cynical booking, but it's so slight, and it's for like half a yeah. second. Sometimes you see them where they're like dragging them back for five seconds, and they don't even get a foul for that, yeah, whereas this one was so subtle. I remember so a I, few years ago, Reese Burke got his shirt ripped where, mm. by a shirt pull, and it was the same player doing it every time. I can't remember for the life of me who it was against, but no, I, he never got booked, and the referee didn't pick up on it as the back of Reese Burke's shirt is torn clean in two. Mm. Yeah, that's not very much one in it. Yeah, I mean, if if your shirt's been pulled enough so that it rips it, then I think that's probably a foul. Um, but yeah, I agree. Those decisions in the Bristol Blackburn game, not fully sure about those, and that's the second time that we've beaten Blackburn, who have had. Um, a red card this season so last year or last season I should say um, we sort of really struggled against teams with red cards but I'm not really sure it helped us that much because Blackburn I mean usually at home against Cardiff especially we completely dominated the possession whereas Blackburn sort of had it much more of this and I guess that does help us um, one of the good things we have been doing since Philogene has been injured over this sort of last sort of five game period is score goals we've scored goals now at a higher rate um, without him, that's before we signed him this season and after he's been injured, then we've had with him in the team. So I put this onto Twitter because I thought, well, that's an interesting stat to point out. I'm not implying we shouldn't play Philogene, but what I'm saying is that... Are you seeing drops of Philogene, are you? Oh, no. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's... That's another Longman mention that hasn't been done by me. I'm getting much better at that. It's just natural now. It's just part of the, the fabric of the podcast. Um, well, I think hopefully it will benefit the team. We were talking about this after Cardiff and we haven't really won every game, but the team is more balanced with Delap on the wing and Connolly up front. Two fan of Connolly, when Philogene has been in the team, haven't really appeared very much, scored of goals. But now we, he's out. There's enough sort of... Uh, the, you can only create a certain amount of opportunities. If you had Ronaldo and Messi in the same team, they'd probably score fewer goals than they would individually because you're not going to create like five sitters a game. You're probably only going to create a few. So it's probably a bit more balanced. Hopefully, when he's back, we'll have found a way to be more balanced with him because he's great. But because he's so great, he's going to want the ball all the time. So how how do you see this? Is this a sort of Pointlessing because it's not a big um, sample size. So, Joe, do you think this will help when he's back? That he'll be sort of balanced more or integrated in better? I don't think it's a pointless stat at all. I think the only pointless stat is XG. Um, yes, yes. Finally, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's certainly. Certainly something to uh, certainly something to think about. Uh, you, like you say, Philogene is so great. And when you give him the ball, he's got these moments of magic in him. And sometimes without him on the pitch, we need a moment of inspiration that he could offer. But also, equally, there are times when he's on the pitch where you think, right, Jaden, play the ball now. Play the ball pass now. It, pass it, pass it, pass it. You've got Twine right next to you, mate. You've got Greaves on the overlap. You can lay it off. Oh, great, you've given it away. But he's a young player, and that's that's how he's been sort of nurtured in football and been brought up to, to play that way because he's 
got that confidence in himself. And because he's young, he'll learn. And like you say, Nathaniel, I hope we've found a way to um, to uh, to combine scoring goals, getting Philogene's quality in the team, having balance, defending well. I, I think I, I think a, a, a time will come where we do find that. But um, we just can't, I suppose you can't really talk about this without just saying we do still think Philogene is a brilliant player. Yes, of course. But it's just because he's so good, it, naturally the other players are not going to, attacking players are not going to get as much of the ball because you want to going to give it to him. I think, I mean, we've seen the best of Twines, the worst of Twines, you know, done that joke to death. Um, Twine is a good player. I think two fan at the moment, scoring more goals in that middle position. Twine out wide, not the best. To lap out wide, I mean, that goal against Blackburn, basically done what Philogene's done a few times. He's got absolutely rapid pace, one of the quickest players I've ever seen at the club. Um, when Philogene is back, Obviously, we're going to want to play him, but do you think Delap on one wing, Tufan, Philogene, Connolly up front is the four we could go for and drop Twine? Because Delap's done better on the wing than Twine has this season, and you are going to want to play Philogene. So, well, what do you think of that? It feels raw almost playing Delap not as a striker, mm. but he's so good at right wing, it's, it's weird. Um, I think at the moment the best front four we can pick just purely based on form is well if they're all fit Connolly uh, Jaden Delap and uh, two fan behind but it does feel harsh on Twine because when he plays in the middle he looks good but he can't play in the middle because he can't drop two fan really yeah I mean of course we'll be able to rotate round them but um, generally football is you know, tactically simple in that you just want your best players on the pitch. It's a and good problem to have. Those are our best attacking players. And I think if it can work with Delap out wide, I'd rather have Delap out wide than Twine. And you want for the gene on. And Connolly is our top goal scorer somehow, despite going goalless for like 15 games, a third of a year. Um, so you need him on the pitch. I think obviously that's going to be a few weeks away. Depends on who we sign in January, Ryan Kent. Um, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Don't think so. But uh, yeah, I think that's something to think about. But of course, if we keep scoring goals at this rate, which has been very good three against Blackburn, two against Bristol, three against Cardiff, then Philogene, I mean, he is going to go straight into the team, but it'll be a harder choice for a senior to make at that point than it would have been uh, if he'd been injured for like a week. So, one to look out for. Uh, I think. Um, I think Twine is similar to Traore in a sense, in that when they've played through the middle, they've both looked so much better than they do out wide. Well, and I think Traore's Traore, best been when he was deep against Preston. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. When he he got, he was playing instead of Morton, wasn't he? Morton had an injury, and it was yeah. it was Traore's best game for us in a for me. Yeah, uh, but when, for most of the season he's been shoved out wide. We've because of injuries and stuff like that. We haven't seen that that same ability, and 
him and Seri going off to AFCON after the Sheffield Wednesday game, we've got we we've got room to not so much experiment, but we've got we've got an FA Cup game against Birmingham where we could try things with other players, maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting because the the obvious one like your head would be you'd bring Slater into midfield alongside Morton. But then at the moment, who are you playing at left back then? Because Slater's been playing as a sort of inverted left back. Do you put Greaves out there again? Bring McLaughlin back in? You'd rather do that than trust Christie because he, I've written him down in my notes. We're going to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have Greaves and McLaughlin on than Christie at the moment. I mean, um, I think I would rather have Slater playing left back than having McLaughlin on, to be honest, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McLaughlin's not been as strong as he had been the few years prior. Not been quite as good. The whole defence hasn't been as good as last year. Attacking-wise, we are much better, but we're I mean, still trying to find that also, balance. There's also Greg Doherty and someone's actually put that in the comments. Actually, and just Shep, yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, he's a logical like, backup as well, but it just feels like... I don't feel like he'll ever start a game to mm. me. Where I guess for three or four play. games, he could slot in there, couldn't he? If yeah. he plays well in the cup. I imagine he's definitely, not bad. he'll definitely be playing in the cup for us there, I imagine. Mm. Will we bring Max Bird in, in time, do you think? Yeah. It, it depends on what the transfer window brings up as well, yeah. I guess we'll... We do have... have... No, I, I mean, nope. Holden ML just put out an article saying yeah. Furlong's going to be the first yeah. out the door in January. Um, for fair long though it's it's a difficult one isn't it but what I will say about him is he's got I'll show you this this is quite possibly the worst autograph in the world (laughs) this this card is 14 centimetres by 9 centimetres his autograph fills 2.7 by 2 that is tiny so who's that? Who's is that again? That's James Fairlongs. I've seen oh. worse autographs. My autograph is worse because I don't have one. Not that anyone's ever asked me. Oh no, not autograph signature. Oh, that's different. You know, I've never thought of them being different before. But they are. Yeah, but, but do they're you know who they're different uh, words? Do you know who Stuart Fielding is? He's a rugby, he was a rugby player, one of the best. Yes, I recognise the name. Yeah, well, he was a teacher at my college as of last month when he just like decided to quit randomly, and some and a couple of people who I go early to city with, they'd given me some stuff for him to sign, and he initially said I, I was just going to sign it like I was signing like, a legal document then, but then he remembered that he said I, I had to I had to twig that my autograph is different. And then he was giving me the whole psychology. He was like, he was giving me all the theory behind because, like, like having a quick autograph and stuff like that, and why, why, and what he says, and why it was so quick and stuff like that. Yeah, really interesting to get to get a little insight into that. I thought Jamie's left. We hope this episode of To Holland Back to bring you to autographing back. Autograph news. Autograph news with Joe. Um, I think this could catch on. I don't. I mean, I won't be listening, but I'm sure someone will enjoy it. <laughs> what was we on about? It was left backs, wasn't it? I think. Well, yeah. yes. Uh, I've written really Christy down, and I'm going to have. Well, it's not really going to be a rant. I don't think there's much more to say than he's lost. 
I, I mean, to say he's lost a yard would be a little bit flattering. He's probably lost two and a half uh, I, since I, his injury. I, I definitely said two. Yeah. And g- going forward, he's still a decent enough player. But defending, it's not that I've seen him like defend poorly. It's that I've not seen him defend anytime across... <laughs> No, because he's not even stretching out a leg. Worse. He's just. That might be worse. He's not reacting to, like if you against Bristol twice and then Jack Clark's goal, they just cut in. It's not even a particularly good bit of skill. They just run past him, uh, and they score. And then about five crosses against Watford uh, at the Watford game, just straight past him, and. It, it, at the moment, it feels like a liability. It's a shame because he was one of the best fullbacks last year. But I think having that long-term injury at that stage of his career has not been good on him. And uh, Coyle, much more trustworthy as the captain. He's done really, really well this year. I mean, a, a lot of people said he's been the yeah. most improved player this season. Could agree with that. Yeah. Coyle hitters have been a lot quieter recently, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and deservedly so, because he's been good. But so, I mean, I don't exactly want to jump onto January just yet, but Furlong, still not played, um, and we're playing Slater at left-back or right-back. Was Kyle left-back? I don't know. But I think Matty Jacobs is more likely to play left-back than Furlong is. Yeah. So, he's more likely to recall Fleming than play Furlong. Um, we've got yeah. 11 days between the Sheffield Wednesday game and the next league game. Hopefully we get a left-back and a midfielder in, because um, I think those are things we need, and a winger, and another five players. That would be good. Probably not. Um, keeper? Keeper, yeah. So, hmm. maybe we'll just mention that... Um, David De Gea is free. Oh, yeah, David De Gea is free, but then he's not that good with his feet, is he? So, not sure about that. Um, to be fair, the last couple of games, I would say since coming back into the side and starting... Ingram's not put a foot wrong, really, for the most part. You could say for the second Blackburn goal, he maybe should have done a lot better. But then that was a deflection, wasn't it, of Coyle? So that was very difficult to react in that well, time to that, I thought. Say, I, I would say he's fine. Um, but he, 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 wasn't, he didn't have to distribute a lot, but what he did do with his feet was OK compared to his previous stinting goal. And, I mean, against Bristol. I mean, to be fair, against Bristol, he was coming in cold. And, I mean, he should have done a lot better with it, but... It's always an awkward time for a keeper to come on the way. When I mean, even on. a substitute is difficult, but as a goalkeeper substitute, 70 minutes in, away from home, after being out for so long, and having to play that system, which he's clearly not as good at as Alsop, allegedly, although Alsop's given the ball away a few times. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was the question I was going to ask. I did see a few people say that Traore had played really, really well against Blackburn. Um, of course, the, the one game over this period that I've not been able to watch, I was listening in and out every five minutes um, on the radio because I was with my family over Christmas. Uh, of course, we win that one. The two I've watched, we lose. So he had played well, had he? Good. Yeah, I thought he had a Main yeah. question. Yeah, um, and then Stefan Rams has commented in, if only but signed Cox um, in summer. Who is that left back we had on trial? Well, that's the thing. He could just end up ended up not playing either. He might have not yeah. shown. He hasn't played many games this season. I don't think. No, he hasn't. Hmm. 
I guess he he looked good in pre-season, but sometimes players do, and that's pre-season. It's not the actual competitive season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I trust Rosinia, but I think that the Venegre transfer, though an attractive opportunity, it hasn't worked, and he his his loan will be cancelled in January, won't it? Won't it? Because uh, you can't rely on him to, even though his last two games he's played, he's won us a game. If he's only playing one game a month, you'd rather have a left back because otherwise we are left with Christie on the other side and Kyle on the left, which doesn't really work. So what is the dilemma? What what what's the priority in January? Is it a left back? We'll just jump into January. I think we do need to sign a left back, not get one on loan to sign a left back. Who is going to be the first choice left back? Yeah. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Joe, thoughts? Uh, just going back a little bit, Cox has played eight league games this season. When he signed for his new club, FC Volendam, he missed their first three games of the season with a toe injury. And he's, right. I say, Did he get that from Connolly? Pardon? Did he get that from Connolly? <laughs> Contagious, maybe. Contagious and then he's played, one, he's played one cup game as well. So he's I played... mean, Volendam are doing superbly. They're currently 17th in the Bundesliga. They're just off, just kept off the bottom by Vitesse on goal difference. <laughs> so it... I really like Vitesse, and I, I don't like seeing yeah, that. Even Fenegre's played more than that. He's played 10 games. So, but bad. yeah, so back to Jan. Um, a holding, uh, yeah, left back definitely. Looking. Longer term, I saw a tweet today uh, about Cartwright at Grimsby. He'd got his first pro clean sheet and I can't think for the life of me who tweeted it. And <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Um, Who's who? Yes, they, we've just uh, had a comment in from... Uh, so, sorry to, uh, to interrupt you, but we've got to do this. Alex has just uh, commented in Witto, Joe and Will, the Humberside MSN. As in Messi, Suarez, Neymar. You assume he means Messi, Suarez, Neymar, and not Emerson, well, Messenger. Messi's left-footed. Okay. I'm Messi. I'm, I'm left-footed. left-footed. So don't try that bullshit. Okay, I. Uh, I mean, I've never bitten anyone, so I can't be um, Suarez. Right, that's his defining trait. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'll take Neymar. Oh, you're a diving little shite. I'm a diving. I'm a diver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, uh, I'll polish my teeth, shall I? <laughs> yes, okay. Um, and it is Griezmann. So we've just completely just derailed the thing. Joe, you were talking about January. January. Uh, so uh, someone put on Twitter about Cartwright. Uh, Grimsby fans yes. love him. He got his first clean sheet, didn't he, this weekend? Yeah, Grimsby fans absolutely love him, and I think that's that's brilliant because he had a really really tough year last year, and he's a he's a great kid, great great lad is Harvey. Um, but City, some were saying, oh, recall him. They say he's good with his feet. My assessment of Cartwright when he's played is is he's good at 
the shot stopping stuff, but because he's younger, he hasn't had the experience of knowing what to do with his feet at this level mm. when he's played for us in the championship and Papa John's trophy a couple of years ago, that kind of thing. Yeah. And a, a year out last year has set him back massively. He just spent he spent a full year, well, half the year injured at Peterborough, and then the other half of the year going in as a goalkeeper in January when you're young on loan. It's going to be tough. And he played twice for Wickham, once in the County Cup and the other time in the league, and they lost both. Mm. But this year, he struggled to get into the team at Grimsby at first because Paul Hurst likes... Um, who's the other guy they've got? I can't remember the name of it. Uh... He used to... He, no, played, yeah. he played for Paul Hurst. <laughs> and one of... Um, my boss used to work with him. Um, we'll derail to hand him back to get to Peterborough and back. Jake Eastwood. Uh, Jake Eastwood, that's it. Hmm. He said, uh, my boss is an ex-scunny goalie. He said he's a proper, proper, like fits the stereotype of goalies and mad. Um, but Cartwright, since they've got the new manager in, he's taken the number one shirt taken that starting spot, grasped it with both hands. And the the only thing we need to do is keep him there for the season, keep him playing games, keep yeah, him getting... Yeah, what would you want, Smith? Yeah, let him play there yeah. and play regular for a couple of seasons. We need to do the exact same thing with Tim because, mm. like, let's face it, he only played at Stevenage last season because they had so many injuries. It's like six games and, or something at the end, wasn't it? Yeah six, seven games at the end of the season. And he needs experience as well, because we saw in pre-season, he's still very raw. And in the under-21s, they're conceding a lot at the moment. The under-21s, when Tim... The, t- the two games Tim has played for the under-21s this season, conceded six to bottom of the league and got sent off after eight minutes. So... Mm. I-, I think talking about the under-21s is maybe, maybe we will leave that for the time being. Well, we know what happened last time we mentioned the under-21s when I was on this show, don't we? Yes, yes. I, I've still yeah. had nightmares The under are doing well, though. We could just shout that out there. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, but they're mentioning goalkeepers and left-backs and stuff. If we could only sign one player in one position, would it be goalkeeper or left-back or left-wing? Because I think those are all quite uh, important. Left-back. Left-back, absolutely. Left-back, left-back yeah. Long-term. A goalkeeper is a goalkeeper is something we need to look at possibly because Allsop's thirty-one, Ingram's twenty-eight, and are either of them prem quality for me? Not really. Um, and so that's something we need to look at long term. We've obviously got Cartwright and Tim, but we need to develop them. And they need games, so a, a loan for Tim has to be the priority in January. Yeah, loans to Fallon and go to Tyler pretty important um well yeah but goalkeepers also done pretty well at that system a few dodgy games more recently before the injury we're still pretty decent but i understand that rossini thought that his distribution was good but he when he was brought in he'd come from cardiff and derby they didn't really play the system we played it's better that it better at it than most goalkeepers but there's that long ball distribution, which he's good at, but you need to be calm and composed in the 
sort of tight areas like an Edison is. And very few keepers are like that. We really need to get a academy goalkeeper from the Premier League who's done it, you know, for years and learnt to do it and is completely confident at it because it's so pivotal to the way we play, I, mean, I think. Someone like someone who's done it who's played in the championship quite a lot and he's he's a backup at his club. Zach, someone like Zach Stefan would probably be ideal. Yeah. Exactly. Can we can oh. I, I think he's aimed at one Twitter account specifically. I think you'll know who we're on about, but please please leave Carl Darlow alone. He's gone. Ignore him now. He's in one account. There's too many people who's, who who can't get over the fact we haven't got Darlow. And it is sad that we didn't get Darlow. I mean, he's all right now because Meslier was an absolute idiot against Preston and got himself sent off. So it means Darlow's actually going to play some football now. Mm. Probably just but one he, match though. Maybe he'll be back in, won't he? Darlow's done. It's just get, get over it. It's gone. It's like Oscar's not going to play for Hull City again. Get over it. It's not happening. Unless some horrendous. I think we should again. recall Oscar in January. Why he's injured? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just let me dream. Not played since October. I suppose so. Yeah, and Chef's put Stefan from Man City. That's the sort of person we need, I think. And then, yeah, long term, furlong, six months. Oh, or is it, how long is it since the summer? Around there, half a year. Left back. We're playing Slater. We're playing, you know, um, Coyle. We're refusing to play furlong. And then Vinagre is on loan. Christie is probably going to go at the end of the year. We're not going to renew his contract, I wouldn't say. So then we've got well, two full-backs up, well, and three. Fleming is not really going to play for us. So, yeah, we probably need to sign one or two full-backs, either now or in the summer. So that is definitely something we need. Winger, slightly less important than I thought it was going no, to be because goal-scoring. Right no, no, maybe a backup one, but I think maybe backup. Midfielder Max Bird if, wouldn't be a bad shout. If we, if we do get rid of Cynic and Aliar in the January, then yeah, maybe bring in another one. Yeah, but if we don't, I don't see the point. But they don't play anyway. And we've I know got they don't. You've got to think of the money they're taking up there while they're at the club. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, forgot. I forgot how quick Aliar was. My god, when he came on that pitch, he, he showed a bit of summer. He's got to do more than that. I forgot how badly he controlled the ball. <laughs> do you think it's because he's so fast? He's definitely always going to, you know, destroy his hamstrings. Maybe he needs to slow down a bit. You know, fixed injury crisis, fixed. Run slower. It's not stopping. It's not stopping the lap from being an absolute powerhouse going forward. No, no, I suppose not. But it's going to yeah, happen at some point. You look at it like last end, like end of last season, he played what 15 20 games at the end of last season, scored five or six goals. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. And to me, I don't see what Lakilo offers us that Aliyah doesn't, if you get what I'm trying to say. I, th- I think Lakilo's all right, but in terms of taking a man on and stuff like that and having a dig, Aliyah's just got way more confidence at that. Yeah, whenever you've got to buy a ticket to win the lottery. Really, in recent weeks, taking a man on at all. Where, and we've seen Aliyah's just not scared to do that. Yeah, speaking of being scared, you'd be more scared playing Aliyah than the kilo if he was fit. 
because he's got that pace and he has got that confidence. He's direct, whereas Lakilo he's okay, as you said. But yeah, I, I still don't see Lakilo or um, Alian Cynic surviving through January. Um, I mean, they'll survive, but not not here. And it's probably best for Aliyah to move on. I can see sticking about until at least the end of the season. Aliyah and Cynic, are, their futures are a bit more up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Alex has asked about Yuri Orcelli, that Peruvian right. player. Um, he won't sure play. Right. In the post-match press conference after Blackburn, Baz did ask about that. And the words were from... Uh, Baz asked about it, saying... Have you got uh, any idea of when he's coming in? And Liam just directly said, no idea. Wow. Oh, my word. Exceptional uh, management. And I, don't think, I don't think it means that he doesn't know. I think it's more about he's got other things on his mind right now in his recruitment process, rather than yeah. someone who's been linked to be coming in since before Liam even got the job. I, mean, I think he's coming in at some point in January. Just I don't, know, I don't think he knows the actual specifics of it. And like, let's not forget, he's never ever linked up with the first team, not once. There was Has he even been to England. Like, Tan, Tan says they yeah, were. That's why he stayed over there because he couldn't get into England at the time. Yeah, Tan said they were thinking about taking him to Turkey in pre-season, but that never materialised. And I don't think he's necessarily played loads for no, Universitario in Peru. Hardly. Ten games, I think he's played. Because they won the league in Peru, but and he was not a part to, of that. You've got to think that the problem was the work permit and the fact he needed to play games to get in. And I think he has played enough now. Has he played yeah. enough? They relaxed the rules anyway, didn't they? Well, so he must have done because he has been in back time. I'm assuming he has. Oh, best uh, was best the, white cards out there. What was the Irish team we'd bought? Shelburne. Yeah, we don't. I don't. We don't even need yeah. them anymore because Shelburne. I think they relaxed the rules anyway. So well, the whole thing. He, he is not going to play for Hull. I. No. I don't see it. Cynic's barely played for us. I'll be surprised. And it's a similar sort of situation. Injured, never plays winger. Nah, it's not going to happen. Um, I'll be surprised. There haven't been any other rumours, I think, to talk about. Well, there was Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, and I guess it would be nice to have a whole player called Nathaniel, but from Derby, end of his career, left Cardiff for some reason. Dodgy. I want to say this now before January even starts. Not every rumour that happens is absolutely 100% truly a transfer. Oh, wait, so, Will, that two-hour... Um, interview I've done with a Derby fan about Mendes Lang. That I'll just have to bin that then, will I? <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> I've done a goal compilation on everything. It's just the way that people act. Like as soon as the name comes up, uh, it must be some of that's actually genuine. Yeah. No, like nine percent of them are absolute bollocks. It was really strange to see just how many people jumped on that one, assuming it was true. Because usually people are like, "Oh, well, I don't know about that. Oh, that would be good." But this was like, "That's definitely happening, and we don't like it." That's what annoys me is when people, are like, "Oh, well, I'm not sure." Well, wait until the club actually says something and then decide if you think it's a bad idea or not. Mm. But have you noticed 
when it comes to Josh King, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, when Rossini's had those names put to him, he's flat out refused them. But then with Ryan Kent, he said, I won't talk about another club's player. I'm focused on my job. Hmm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So. Fingers crossed. I hope he's not like another Pelkas. I was Pelkas <laughs> might be the player I'm most excited about signing. Um, even if even if we are linked with these players, that doesn't guarantee that we're going to get them either. Of course it no. doesn't. There are so many intricate things that go on it's just, it, with football clubs to do with transfers that we fans don't see. But yeah. everyone plays football at, at FIFA and football manager. And we think it's just right. Uh, it, it's easy then. You sit in a room, you have three chances to agree a deal with them. You, you meet <laughs> in the middle and then you go and sit in a cafe and negotiate a contract. No, that's not how it works. You don't do a transfer in a day. No, no. Um, I had something really like interesting and uh, charismatic to say, and I've completely forgotten now. So we'll just model through, I guess, without. <laughs> oh, what was it? Signing football players and Ryan Kent, um, sort of podcasts and. Uh, was yeah. it to do with Ryan Longman again? It was not to do with Ryan Longman. I've been very good. Should we recall him? Uh, I mean, yes, obviously. He could play. Exactly. Who needs to sign a left back? Just recall Longman. Left back, (laughs) stick him there. He can kick the ball away. He's quicker than Christie. Fixed. Sorted. Uh, No. I mean, obviously, I'd like that, but but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I had something really good to say. That's a real shame. Um, It'll come to me. Since it didn't, didn't no one mentioned it at the time, I was so happy Alfie Jones finally scored. It's been so yes. hard. I mean, it's a goal he's utterly deserved for so long. What a player. And he's got a I little baby. Delap was doing that celebration after he scored. That was yeah. nice. And, um, yeah, I mean, two uh, set-piece goals pretty recently now. Had one against Blackburn. I don't care, statistically, if there is a better centre-back. Alfie Jones is the best centre-back in the league. Yeah, he doesn't even get to, to half the like, lineups even, I do. I don't care. If, like, yeah, but your, your lineups are mental. So, <laughs> but mm. the fact he's not a flashy name, though, it means that we've got the, he's a jack of all, jack of all trades. Is he better than Greaves for you? He is all round, yes. So, sell Greaves, keep Jones sorted, isn't it? I was speaking to Mark I Greaves. I was well, yes. I was sat with Mark and Jacob Greaves at an under 21s game, actually. And we were talking about centre halves, and um Jacob said, Oh, he, he, Mark tells me who the best centre half at the club is, and he tells me it's not me. <laughs> yeah, it's Alfred. That's really it's either Sean or Alfie then, isn't it? I think it's Alfie is what Mark's getting at that really, because he's the one who regularly plays. Mm-hmm. Um Alfie, what a player. Yeah. Have we talked about Betty Sharp? I'm not sure. No, I haven't not, talked about I'm not him. Sure on the we brought him up in the last episode, but you were on. Neither of you. I, well, no. So Joe, Billy Sharp, uh, best goal scorer in championship history. Good signing. Because as we know, football started in 2004. As yeah. always. Just what like, do you mean? Well, it did. That's when the like, started. 
Yeah. No, it's that football, football started in 1992, didn't it? Well, I'm on about the championship. Second division football didn't start until 2004. Yeah, before if you got relegated from the Premier League, you just sort of went into the abyss. <laughs> yes. Um, Billy Sharp. It, it's a signing I absolutely love because is he going to start week in, week out over Liam Delap or Aaron Connolly? Absolutely not. He knows that. He said that himself in the little... He, say, he did say he's he's not come to just sit on the bench, which I like that. He's not just come yeah. to... Well, no one's going to say, oh, yeah, I've come to sit on the bench. No, but, but, I, <laughs> but you know what I mean? He could easily have said he's come to sort of... He's, he's not... He's just saying he's getting out, out there now. It's like, I want to be starting every game. I've just seen that comment from Alex. Yes, I, yes, I was not alive in 2004. <laughs> I was. How old were you? I was. I was two. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm an elderly man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll I tell think... you the... Oh, yeah, keep going about Billy yeah. Sharp. Sorry, sorry, Nathaniel. I think Billy Sharp, it, it, he knows he's not going to be a starter, but he also knows he's there to push the lap and Connolly yes. to be better. And he knows that with his experience, he can help those two be better players. And in terms of bringing a player on with 15, 20 minutes to go, if we need a goal, like think back to that Rotherham, Rotherham home game last season, where that ball was just pinballing about in the penalty area so much and we didn't have a striker on the pitch because all of them were injured. In a situation like that, if you need someone to turn that ball into the back of the net at this level over the last 10, 15, 20 years, there's no one else you would pick other than Billy Sharp. I would argue, go back a week, and when we were 2-1 up against Bristol, he probably would have scored half the chances we created. Yeah. You have to go back to Rotherham, just a week. Or Sunderland? Even Sunderland, yeah. If he'd been in half the chances Connolly against Blackburn, if he'd have been sat in that spot where Connolly was right after half time, he would have buried that. He would have absolutely buried it. The and last me, 10 minutes against Plymouth, he would have had a hat trick. His experience, his know how, he's, he's a bit of a bit of a shit house as well. And we need a player like that. We need a player like that who can get under opposition defences' skin. And uh, I think yeah. for six months initially, I think it is the perfect signing as a backup striker. Yeah. yeah. There's several reasons, like you say, it's a free transfer, so straight away you're not paying, I know you're paying for wages, but we're paying for Cynic to sit on the bench after he's injured himself getting out of bed. Um, you say he's, it's only a six-month contract, so if it doesn't go well, he's out the door in relative quick time. He brings experience, not just of being in the championship, but of getting out of the championship. So he brings that sort of experience for a promotion push. He'll push, like you said, he'll push the players who are already there. He'll help teach them. He'll give them so much experience in terms of finishing as well. And he'll, in theory, if he plays, if he plays like the last 20 minutes of every game for the rest of the season, he's guaranteed to get probably four or five goals. Yeah. Means to I don't think I'll there's, tell you... there's no downside to it, I don't think, anyway. Well, I'll say one downside. I've just realised why... 
because uh, we're making all these these transfers, why we get so many injuries. We keep signing players who come in and push our own players. Okay, I'll quickly move on and tell you the story of me responding to the Billy Sharp rumour. The first thing I saw was that we were signing, uh, well, initially we knew that we'd already signed a player. So I was like, okay, well, who's that? Probably free agent. Um, then from America, I was like, okay. Lionel uh, Messi? Carlos Vela or, or Lionel Messi or, yeah, someone like that. Um, then I heard it was Billy Sharp. I thought, okay, well, that's nonsense because that's a sort of signing we would have made years ago when we had no money. Uh, and then it was confirmed. I was like, he won't play. He's rubbish. He's past it. And then basically lots of people commented and now I've completely switched. Firstly, we get to do the ridiculously cringe baby shark chant. We're not doing so, that. Doing so not that's, doing. that's a plus for me. If we can do the mold chant, we can do the baby shark, Billy Sharp no. song. No. Um, and then that's I, I, so Americanized. Even though he can't play his first game as a City player or first day as a City player will be in Chef Wednesday, so that's nice. That although he can't so play. Much. They can't yeah. play against Wednesday because that would have been the absolute best way. Send a petition to the EFL to get it changed to the second of January. You know, just because that'd be good. Um, Could you imagine then, that Billy Sharp getting brought on, making his debut? Yeah, and yeah. just serenading, serenading on TV as well. The idea of Billy Sharp, like. If Connolly and Delap are playing so well, just stick him on the wing, making him run. That'd be that'd be fun. Uh the idea of him scoring a late winner against Leeds in the playoff final, like Windass. That's that <laughs> good Nathaniel. That that sounds good to me. And then yeah. If we are going to sign any striker to be the sort of third choice behind Delap and Connolly, you don't want just another quick young striker because we've got two of those. You want someone who's an experienced head. I mean, Jagielka was there recently at the club. Maybe you want to have Sharp and Jagielka as coaches eventually or that sort of person like Rosinia. I've got something. Be happy with that. But then also... It's here to see someone, a particular player on a... Maybe, but... Yeah, was asked about it and he said Jagielka's son plays for our academy. Still get him in. Still get him in, though. Why not? Um, Jags is welcome any time, but there's nothing yeah. in any rumour. There's nothing but, like him being a defensive coach. No. Yeah. If you're going to sign a third-choice striker, even though he's old, if you're going to sign anyone, you may as well get someone who's scored more goals than anyone else at this level. Because as third-choice, you won't get anyone better than third-choice as that than someone who's scored 200 championship goals or something like that. So, 300 not. Yeah. Is it like 300 is career, 200 in the championship or something? Ridiculous amounts, huge amounts. So, yeah, I've completely switched on it. He is screwing the 90th minute winner, Volley, against Leeds, player final, promoted. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, So, yeah, pretty sharp. I'm okay with that. But I don't, I do hope that we're not just going to sign, you know, 35 plus year old players in January. We do need a sort of, first choice left back for the next few years perhaps and maybe cover in another position um yeah so that's Billy Sharp uh do we want to just cover the whole year I mean Will you were going through some predictions I'll just read out some points of how we've improved uh last year 
2022, 48 games in the league, 58 points, whereas this time, 46 games, so like a full season, 67 points. And we've only been like good for half of that. So I think, you know, playoffs is a possibility with the way we've improved. Uh, Will, did you write down what our predictions were at the start of the season? Do we want to compare that to what we think now? I, I thought I'll go back and have a look at when we did our season preview with Tigers Down Under. There was a, obviously me, you, and Ant went on it. So obviously there's, nothing here, there's nothing here for Joe to be worried about. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I picked up a few of them. Uh, firstly, where we predicted we'd finish in the season was it was pretty similar. We Ant said ninth, you said tenth, I said between eighth and eleventh. Let's say tenth. So we're on target. We're above target at the moment. Um, who would be? I said, would, I said the same to many people I spoke I think, to. I think the general consensus, when you the majority of people did say mid-table finish for the most part, maybe on the edge of the playoffs. Gabe um, said sixth. Gabe, did, Gabe did say sixth, which is that's getting pretty really, good. In the summer, to have said that to me seems mental. Before um, we signed Philogene yeah. as well. Well, this is where it's going to get funny because. We did the best signing, and we did this at the end of July before Philogene Connolly officially, Morton Twine and Allsop all joined. Um, and said Vinagre. Oh, said Vinagre. Or, no, actually, Nathaniel said Vinagre or Longman New Contract. Yeah. That's take that. It's still on. I, That's still on. I, I, was, I was sensible. And I initially said Vinagre and then changed it to Lyndon Delap. Yeah. I mean, that's so wrong. Well, I, I would argue, yeah, because the best signing for me has been Morton. Um, I'm assuming for most people it's Philogene. Well, Morton, yes, but he will probably not be with us, whereas we can sell Philogene. So. Got to hold a vote at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Morton is class um, on grass. Our top scorer, this was a great one again because we said it at the end of July when a certain Oscar Estepinion was still here. So Ant <laughs> said Oscar. Nathaniel said Oscar or Longman. Yeah. Well, Longman's still on. And I I played it safe. And I can't believe it. I said Connolly. Yeah, I still don't believe that he is our top scorer. He hadn't signed yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that was good chat. I said, I, think I said Connolly, or if he doesn't sign the lap. Oh, because we hadn't. Oh. We, we thought we were going to sign Connolly like day one of the yeah. window, but then it took a little while, didn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, it was on, then it was off again, then it was on again. Pretty so. much. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And then player of the season, this is the last one we'll do with the ones from it. Um, I think I remember what I said for this, and that's what, not what do you think you said? a great choice. I think I said Slater again. You did say Slater. Yeah, I bad choice. Slater. I said Slater as well. It's not great. It could have been worse. You could have said what Ant said, because he said Cyrus Christie. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Ant. I'm really sorry. That's rough. That's really rough. Oh. Wow. I think we might need cheering up after that, to be honest. I think we might need cheering up. So I mean, I suppose I suppose back in the summer, before we'd signed who we'd signed. Yeah. Saying someone oh god. Yeah, whatever. It's a combined lineup. 
we're doing the combined lineup. It's taken a while, but I did do one, I've so we're doing it. My bingo board up here from my video. I've got Ryan Longman to score five or more league goals sat on here. Oh, that's still not looking too great. How many? How many you scored from Millwall? It's one. Was it just the one against Rotherham? So it doesn't even count. I have Everyone scores against Rotherham. I have been given to me. Um, we'll sign one Irish international. That was before we signed Connolly. Andy oh, Smith okay. making his league debut, direct from a yep, free yep. kick once. Um, a fan favourite to leave the club, Oscar. At Longman. Um, Oscar. Longman. Sean McLaughlin to be named in the starting 11 for 15 or more league games. But then I've also got centre-backs to score a combined 10 or more goals. Oh, dear. We beat Donny in the first round of the Carabao Cup. Oh, dear. <laughs> I thought that was a safe bet. Well, when we went one up in five minutes, so did I. To be fair, it's funny how people have forgotten about that game. So funny, you, you remember the reaction to that game? The meltdown. And then we're sixth. Yeah. Good thing we've been able to focus on the league. Out the cup, focus on the league. Yeah. That's what we've done. So I'm going to um, say that if we lose to Birmingham, I'll actually flip as well. Well, because it'll have been three years since we've won a cup game. So More because it's it? Wayne Rooney, Birmingham, and they're appalling. Yeah, they really are. And it'll be Wayne Rooney's second team. So imagine how bad they are. <laughs> anyway, that, that nice, nice try well. trying to get away from the combined lineup, but we're still doing it. So sorry, Will. Uh, for audio listeners, I'll read it out because we are an audio podcast. Although I, I don't know, most people watch it live, do they? I don't know. Dawson in goal because Ingram, Olsop. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I don't think Marvin Johnson at left back is a good player, but he scored, and we've had such issues with left back. He has to be in. He is a left back. <laughs> Whoever he the left, left exactly. If he, he is, is a left back, he has back. to be by default. So I mean, Greaves, to be fair, Slater has done Slater has done fantastically well, but he technically isn't a left back. So well, I he can. I will I put them anywhere, but one. yeah, and then Surrey, two fan, Morton, Dunlap. Connolly, and then on the wing for Sheffield Wednesday, we've got Musaba, who has scored three I, and I five, sure I think. If would, what you're saying is if Philogene was fit, it'd just be an all-city attack. Well, well, yeah, because Sheffield Wednesday are uh, second bottom. So True. But they have picked up slightly. slightly. They have picked up slightly. Not the te- they are not the team we played uh, at the start of the season. Can't believe you've not put Malik Wilkes in there, Nathaniel. <laughs> Does he even play for them, to be fair? No. He <laughs> will score, though, on Monday. They'll wheel him out of the cupboard. <laughs> rotting. If anyone's going to score, it's Windass. Of course it is. Oh, gosh. Billy Sharp will work his magic, though. He'll possess Liam Delap and score five goals. He's been I mean, into mysticism recently. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so, uh, Will, we'll just get your prediction out of the way and then, you know, I, me and Joe can discuss the game seriously. Will, what's the prediction for Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday? <laughs> I, I think my regular score is not a bad prediction. For it's this not game. a bad prediction. I think it'll be pretty tough, but 
yeah, what do you think about the Wednesday game then well, I mean, on Monday? They've picked up a little bit of form, not massively. I mean, they're still down there, but I think there'll be a harder challenge than the way last time. But obviously, I'm going to say 3 0 Hull City. <laughs> yeah. Why change the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> it's felt like a lifetime. Well, it's working. Yeah. It, it, I mean, we're joint on point. So, yeah, I guess so. Um, Joe, uh, Yorkshire Derby. Um, what what what, do, what are the main threats? Do you think what what's the main thing you're scared about? Is it just if Christie plays? Yes. Yeah, me too. That feels. So I don't bad. think it will. That's so horrible. Yeah, we're so usually horrible. quite nice to our players, even if they're not playing well. But um, look, Sheffield Wednesday have had a bit of an uptake in form under Danny Roll. But they are still Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, that's the best way to say actually. Yeah, they are still second bottom. Yeah. So, will I also think we'll score three? Mm-hmm. But How I many will just let one in as well, and it'll be a little spawny, stupid Coward. goal. Will ninety fifth minute. Yeah, three one win. Three one win. Delap. Connolly too fan the goals. Mm. Well, I think obviously Leeds games are pretty big, but Sheffield Wednesday games are also relatively derby-ish, rivalry-ish for us. So um five nil to us. Um Billy Billy Sharp, as I said, he's gonna possess whoever's up front and uh he's gonna, gonna be mole the them. New, we're gonna start twenty twenty four the way we mean to go on. Um Playoffs, under, here we come. Just under 4,000 going as well. It's going to be nice for yeah. us. Is it, the, I think it, is it the most we've had go since uh, Hullsborough? Since Hullsborough? Hullsborough. Oh, you're too young to remember that, both of you. No, I know, I know what Hullsborough was. I know what Hullsborough was. When we beat them 4-2. Four, four uh, oh, with Nick Barnby. Nick Barnby scored. One of the because exactly. it was a full away history. end. Yeah, was that white shorts? There's not eight thousand there. Mm-hmm. White shorts with the home shirt. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was a good look. Good look. It was. Very good it was. It was around twenty years ago now, which depresses me greatly. Mm. What I guess I have. Uh, four. You know, it was in a four. Uh, four. Yeah. Well, I want. I want a live. <laughs> that predates me by two years. Mm, young, very young. So it's nice being not the youngest on the podcast now. That's very good. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I'm not really sure whether I'll actually stick to um five nil win, but I'd like a five nil win. It's going to happen it's at some point. So it manifest the five nil win. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get two men sent off, but we'll, we're still much better than them. So we'll dominate it even with nine men. I'm that confident. You know, new year, new city. Then the, Every chance they get, every big chance they get, they're going to score. Because if we did that, we would win a huge amount. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what are our uh, main hopes for next year, whole city-wise? I mean, it's pretty obvious, but what, well, what would... World domination, okay. Well, 
I, I wouldn't mind being the holders of the FA Cup by that point. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's crazy the... that we can actually say maybe be a Premier League club. Maybe. I mean, you look at the amount of teams that have been in the playoffs because it's always a huge amount. I mean, Leeds and Southampton have been there pretty much the whole time. And then I feel like we've been in it pretty much as more than anyone else. We're always them thereabouts. Some teams have come from like 15th to 6th and then down again. But even though we've not been consistent, we've been just about consistent enough to be almost consistent. What it is, is, so many teams in that middle gap are just constantly win-lose, win-lose, win-lose pretty much. And Mm. we're just on the edge of that as well. Mm. Well, But we're usually win-lose, draw-lose. Apart from the opening game of the season, the lowest we've been in the table is 12th. Mm. Yeah, because that mid-table gap's like three or four points. It's, It's easy for you to suddenly drop after a couple of games and get straight back up after a couple We've mm-hmm. since we were last in 12th place after the Southampton loss, we've gone 9th, 8th, 9th, 8th, 8th, 6th, 6th, 8th, 7th, 6th, 6th, 7th, 6th. So we're always just about there. I think that fact that we, well, until recently hadn't lost two in a row has helped, and hopefully that's not going to happen again shouldn't do because we are good enough team to at least scrape a draw in two games but um yeah i think that we still haven't reached top gear and hopefully um january will help but christmas period got one more game that sort of festive period against you know team in decent enough form but i feel like we'll still be able to dominate the possession and we've got enough going forward and attacks that's why we're going to win comfortably five nil so um, what about the, uh, the cup then? Because obviously, I imagine we won't be playing. We won't be doing another episode until. After does the anybody cup. care? Yes. Yes, because um, I want to cover on this year for once. I'd like us to win one game at the very least in the cup. I want to see Wayne Rooney get absolutely spanked, mould. But what about the football team, Joe? <laughs> I want to see Shrek walk away from this stadium absolutely crying his eyes out. Oh, didn't Rooney actually say that at half time when they were losing to Stoke that he wanted to suck his whole team off? No, no, he said subbed. Uh, but it sounded like that. No, but I you, you can an American That's phrase. Dead, Nathaniel, you're you're a, you're a dirty no, but There is an American phrase that like you can Captain America says it, and that means being punched on the jaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Uh, Well, even so, that's pretty similar. When the Sky Sports News presenter said it, it sounded like sucked. But when we meant against Stoke at halftime, if he he could make 11 changes at the break, he would. Which was really much better, is it? He made no changes. Fire off! He didn't sub a single player. You can make five. You can make five. Five. He did none. I would have made eleven if I could. Scrap that way. You didn't make a single one. Gosh. He's a glorious manager. I love him so much. See, I thought 
that he was going to be a good manager at Derby because he did recent decently enough. All but really, then the belief yeah. in the reason he did well at Derby is more people behind him rather than him mm. himself. I'm not just saying because he's senior, but all the entire backroom stuff that was there. In terms of like motivation, 21 point deduction is motivation enough, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Look at Everton with a 10 point deduction, the form they went on straight after getting it. Mm -hmm. But when you come in and the team's riding the crest of a wave under John Eustace and he's just been thrown out the door. Fifth to 19th. for, um, it's not quite us, but it's pretty close what we did. Yeah, but yeah, the, the story and finish it, Nathaniel, it could go lower. Mm-hmm. It could go a hell of a lot lower. They are about where we finished in the McCann Avalade season. Mm-hmm. Now, and there's still half the season to go. Well, they won't stick by them, will they? Yeah, they will. I think they might. Amen. Unless there is the rumour of Steve Cooper going there, but I don't know why he'd be silly enough to do that. I don't know why Birmingham think they've got this massive pull. No, not at all. At not the moment, all. no. If they're in the Premier League, there's a, not, there's a massive opportunity there. But in they've the had a, what, a good two and a half months in about 10 years um, because they were Pretty doing much. okay at the start of this year, but they're they like the, the... They are the longest... Running team in this league, are these them are pressure. But that's but that's because they're always scraped by relegation. They're always twentieth, so they're not a good club, really. Means we'll they're lose to anyway. We'll beat them. We're going to beat them three 0 as well. Nice. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, to be fair, I will go two. But I'd rather us lose to them in this the FA Cup than lose to them at home in the league when we play them. Yeah. yeah, definitely, but I want a cup run, so I don't want us to lose. If it was the cup final, I'd rather we won the cup, but yeah. I still want yeah. a cup run. I still want a cup run. I am still fuming about how that draw went when there was us Birmingham and about six or seven like lower league sides and non-league sides left, and we managed to draw one another. I am still fuming with that. It was blooming horrific, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. that was not good. Anyway, I yeah, think for, for the moment, for the moment, that's all we've got to say. Sheffield Wednesday game, hopefully winning that to stay in the playoffs at the start of the next year. And um, then the FA Cup, probably a decent opportunity to see some players maybe for the last time as it's January. So, Joe, thank you very much for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you. And Always we'll... a pleasure to be on, guys. Thank you very much. I'm like nice. at this point, Joe. Yes, you, you can... I'm enjoying my my appearances on this on this. You I can come on again. Thank you for having me. Certainly. I mean, yeah. Well, another great contribution from you today. So thank you very much. And oh, that, thanks, that, to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to everyone who's liked and commented and retweeted and and done smoke signals saying how much they love the podcast, leaving reviews what? on kind Was of. They weren't doing the smoke signals from the top of Blackpool Tower, were they? Um, what was that netting orange netting orange netting netting. they are now going to have to implement some sort of stupid law that you're not allowed to make orange netting though aren't they i mean all right black and amber nets i mean yeah that's why we can't have them 
as as Keith Lard once said, there's no smirk without fire. So they really should have thought about it before they called it in. Yeah, and there's no fire without smoke. Out there. <laughs> and it was some orange netting in the way. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, other than um, people in Blackpool who saw that happen, uh, thanks to everyone who's liked and commented, and we'll be back again very soon. Um, well, I'm struggling to press the button to, to do the, the outro, but I think I got it. I think I got it. So yeah, on that bombshell, we'll see you pretty soon. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans